don't know about you, but I, I think I sang my voice out. <laughs> it doesn't matter so much for you. It matters a little bit for me. Uh, but I'm really, really glad that you're uh, here this morning. Uh, special welcome to uh, dinner churchers who uh, are, are eating right now, and uh, we want to welcome you. Uh, you haven't uh, maybe met me even yet. Uh, my name's Andy. I'm a senior pastor here at Troy United Methodist Church. So glad uh, that you've joined us at dinner church this evening. Uh, but, but a special welcome to everyone here who is uh, maybe newer or first-time visitor, uh, guest today. We're so glad uh, that, that you are here. I, I hope you have felt welcome and encouraged so far. Um, if you've been here the last couple of weeks, you know that we're in the middle of this series uh, called uh, Strength for the Storms of Life. Uh, our ministry intern, Bonnie Abel, uh, kicked this series off, encouraging us to trust God and lay down our burdens uh, when, when life feels uh, beyond our control. In fact, uh, some of you may uh, still be carrying around uh, your stone, kind of representing uh, your burdens uh, when we uh, share in the Lord's Supper a little bit later together. If you brought that stone, uh, either physically or, or just kind of you've been carrying it on your heart, today would be a, a fantastic time to lay down those burdens. Um, uh, and then last week, our care pastor, Dan Perry, shared some of uh, Job's tragic story of loss and reminded us that oftentimes God does his deepest work in our lives in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of the storms. Um, and I, I hope that uh, you have been encouraged over the last few weeks and you've been experiencing God's presence so far in this series. I, I hope you have been walking through the doors every single Sunday anticipating God showing up and meeting you right where you're at. Uh, and possibly in your storm. Uh, of course, I, I, I recognize too that, that some of you may be here today and may, maybe have thought, yeah, I'm not so excited about this series about the storms. Uh, maybe because you're thinking, I, I just really haven't faced any storms. This really isn't relevant to where I'm at in my life right now. So when it comes to finding strength for the storms of life, it's just not scratching uh, where you're itching right now. And, and here's a spiritual truth that I hope sinks in, and I don't want this to come across as, as uh, condescending in any way or fearful or anything like that, but, but if you haven't experienced any storms in life, they will come. They, they will come. Uh, some of the wiser and more experienced folks in this room will be able to tell you that there was maybe a time when they felt the same way. And then they lost their job. Or the market crashed. Or their husband walked out on them. Or their spouse got cancer. Or they lost a child. The storms will come. They, they will come. Jesus told his followers as much. He, he said, God gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust too. But as you've already heard from Bonnie and Pastor Dan, the series, it's not about dwelling on the inevitable storms that are going to come our way, but rather to prepare for them. You know, it's a temptation, I think, in all of us just to ignore the difficult stuff, the stuff that, that is uncomfortable, that maybe causes us to think about sadness or, or loss, uh, just to avoid those things and, and hope and pray that the storms, uh, that they'll maybe if they come by, they'll, they'll maybe miss us or, or miss those who are closest to us. Uh, but, but anyone who has been through a storm in life will tell you that you need to cling to something. You need to have 
strength. And it's my prayer that this series will be a help, uh, will help you find the strength of God to face whatever struggle you may be currently facing, or, or at the very least to prepare for what is sure to come. It reminds me, uh, just in a lighthearted way, uh, about the, the worst day of our vacation this past summer. Uh, it was near the end of our family's national parks trip uh, that, that we uh, had made. We were coming to the close of that. We were about an, an hour south of Colorado Springs, uh, driving north into the city when, when, when a nasty storm happened upon us. It's one of those storms that, you know, it kind of builds up on one side of the mountain and then just accumulates and accumulates and accumulates until it's got enough strength to get over the mountain and then it just unleashes uh, on top of us. Uh, and that's what happened. Like the winds came, the, the rains came, the lightning came, and the hail came. Um, and after some difficult driving through uh, really some flash floods, even on the interstate, uh, and, and I'll admit some arguing uh, that took place in the vehicle at that time. We, we barely made it to our campground, and we, but we were totally caught off guard. We were completely and totally unprepared for that storm that just came out of nowhere and, and hit us. Uh, we also thought the campground was a little unprepared for the storm. Uh, there was just like a raging river going right by where our, uh, our cabin was, and, and so uh, we decided to get ourselves a hotel. And we solved our problem. Uh, but, but when you're faced with the storms of life, it's, it's not as easy as just getting on Priceline and having everything go back to normal. Uh, I wish it was, uh, but it isn't. So preparing ahead of time and learning uh, how to find God's strength to face whatever storms may be coming our way um, is an absolute necessity. Uh, that's what we're going to do today. And, and so let's, let's invite God to guide us uh, during this time. Uh, God in heaven, that's our request today. That you would help us learn how to receive your strength for the storms of life. God, we are often, often overwhelmed with the circumstances that we face. Some of us feel overwhelmed all the time. Others of us, we're, we're facing some unbelievable storms of life right now. So, Lord, we pray that you would lead us, that you would guide us, and that you would direct us to the source of strength that we need to live the life that you have called us to. We open our hearts and our minds to hear your words of truth and, and encouragement today. <clears throat> Through Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, today is March 1st. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious how you spent your extra day of the year uh, yesterday, but, uh, but regardless, today is March 1st, and, and the weather outside has, has already got me itching for uh, opening day of Major League Baseball. I mean, it's, it's right around the corner. If, you've, if you're a baseball fan, even if you're not a baseball fan, uh, you, you may have noticed some of the, the major headlines kind of entering into the Major League Baseball season this year, and it's not about... Goodness, it's not about the Cubs and the Cardinals. Uh, it's, it's about the Houston Astros, right? Have you seen this? And they're, they're cheating. Uh, they're electronic sign stealing that, they, uh, that, that has really come out about them uh, that took place at, at the very least during their 2017 uh, World Series championship run. Uh, you know, I don't think we've seen this kind of cheating in baseball for at least a couple of decades since steroids, Right? Uh, I, I'm, my heart goes, any Houston Astros fans? 
Okay, all right, then I can really be honest. Uh, no, I, well, we, you know, we, I, I, I really, I, I have compassion for those of you who are Houston Astros fans now because you're kind of feeling what I felt about a lot of uh, my baseball heroes from uh, my kind of middle growing up years in the mid-90s where, you know, I don't know about you, I loved, I mean, you probably loved it from the other end, but, but the home run chase that year, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, that was 1998. Uh, I loved that. We all loved that, but we all know something was fishy. We knew it. We, we could see those guys. They were, they were bulking up. Uh, they, they, their strength was unparalleled. We had never seen that before in baseball. In baseball, though, strength matters. It really matters. If it didn't, then steroids wouldn't have been a problem. Strength matters enough to a lot of guys that they're willing to break the rules um, and destroy their bodies in the long run in order to gain strength right now. But I'd like to suggest that strength matters. Oh, it matters for, for more than just athletes. Uh, think about it. Strength is generally described as, as a positive characteristic. Uh, if, if we're married, we want to have a strong marriage. Uh, we all hope to have a strong bill of health. Uh, you want your kids to have a strong education, so you put them in the best school, first step preschool. You, <laughs> you get, get them into all the right activities, right? You, you know, a- athletic teams, they're oftentimes ranked based on their strength of schedule. Your, your finances are in good shape if, if you have a strong portfolio. You know, strength comes in all forms, all forms, but the strength that we're talking about in this series is a unique strength. And the strength we need to face the storms of life is an inner strength that comes from our relationship with God. And it's, it is the only strength that can help us through the most difficult of storms in life. And as I already said, these storms, they will, they will come. And they oftentimes just come unexpectedly. They pop up out of nowhere. Uh, folks from our congregation, uh, and across all of our different worship services uh, are going through all kinds of storms right now. I mean, the prayer requests that you fill out kind of invite those of us on the pastoral staff to into those storms. These are just some of the storms that I I know that some of you are going through right now. Uh, Unexpected and scary illnesses. Serious surgeries, marriage conflict and difficulties, job dissatisfaction, addictions, grief and loneliness, anxiety, depression, uh, the death of a loved one. Uh, In fact, if you were here last week or uh, if you weren't here last week, I I really want to point out something that Pastor Dan uh, mentioned. Uh, He invited... Uh, all of us to consider being a part of a grief share group, which is uh, starting up in March, uh, March 19th on Thursday evenings. They'll meet about every other week for a few different months. But it's an invitation to come into a community to walk alongside you uh, and really lean on each other for strength during a grief storm of life. Um, so I encourage you, if you're interested in that, uh, there are signups at the back table, or you can mark that on, well, you don't have your connection card anymore, so don't mark it on that. Uh, you can sign up at the back table or contact our office. But, but I'm sure that there are other storms that many of you may be going through that, that I'm not aware of. Uh, maybe you're in debt over your head, wrestling with the possibility of filing bankruptcy. 
Uh, Maybe you're struggling with disappointment after disappointment and coming to terms with the fact that you're living a life that you never thought that you'd be living, one that you don't like. Maybe you're wrestling with the pain of a miscarriage or the reality that children aren't probably going to be a possibility for your future. Maybe you do have kids, but man, they have made some horrible choices and they've wandered far from God and, and you just, you don't know what to do. Friends, a storm can strike out of nowhere and it can forever change your life in the blink of an eye. And when they strike, they, I find that we tend to deal with them in a variety of different ways. Um, one of the ways that we find ourselves dealing with the storms is just this, this feeling of being overwhelmed. Now, I looked up the definition of being overwhelmed uh, this week, and here's what I found. I, uh, overwhelmed, to, to be covered completely, as by a great wave, capsized, to be buried beneath to be engulfed, to be crushed, to be oppressed. Uh, here's one that I connected with. To be, to be defeated easily by a greatly superior opponent. To be rendered powerless. To be rendered powerless. Has a storm of life ever taken you there? Or you just felt completely powerless? Maybe you're there now. The good news this morning is that God, I believe, wants to speak truth into your life that will lead you to freedom. Um, God wants to speak truth in your life so that you're prepared for, uh, to have the strength and the courage to face the storms of your life head on with, with dignity and, and a power that is beyond you. You know, Jesus spoke a very uh, clearly about being prepared for storms of life at the end of his most famous sermon of all time. Uh, We we call it the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Here's why, because Jesus was kind of on the side of a big hill. It was kind of a mountain to people uh, in ancient Israel, but the Sermon on the Mount. So uh, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus taught his followers how to live a righteous life of following God. And he taught uh, very practically on a wide variety of subjects. And and this famous sermon is recorded in the New Testament book of Matthew. Um, And the sermon begins in chapter 5. Uh, verse 3, and then goes all the way through Jesus' nonstop uh, red letters until near the end of chapter 7. Um, and, and this is how he concluded uh, that most famous sermon. He concluded with this lesson, almost like a summary to everything else that he taught before. He said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Here's what I want you to get this morning. First, the storms of life will come. Nobody is exempt. But second, you don't have to be rendered powerless when the storm strikes. You have a say in whether or not you will be overwhelmed by the storm. You play a role in deciding how you will respond when the storm comes. Um, Have you ever wondered 
how some people make it through the most difficult of life circumstances and yet others crumble when the pressure is on. Have you ever wondered what's the difference? Uh, what's the difference between the situations? How is it that some people can face the most horrendous storms in life and yet not be capsized, crushed, or overwhelmed? You know, help to answer that question, I think I need to address a point of confusion about uh, our topic for today. I, I found that people tend to think that being overwhelmed is about things that are done to you. Uh, things that happen to you or how busy you are or how poor you are or, or how challenging your life is at the moment. But the truth is being overwhelmed is not about what happens to you. It's about the condition of your heart. Being prepared for the storms of life is all about preparing your heart. Feeling easily defeated by a superior opponent or, or being rendered powerless comes when, when you've been careless about the condition of your inner world. You, you may be saying, oh God, I'm overwhelmed and it feels like my feet are slipping out from under me, uh, under the weight of, of all of this stuff that's happening to, to me. But I think Jesus is saying, get strong. Get prepared by focusing on what is going on in you that will prepare you for whatever might happen and will happen to you. And the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing some inner life work. That's where we're going in the next couple of weeks. We're not going to do a lot of it here today. Uh, but but I, today, I do want to kind of point out kind of a litmus test. Uh, a litmus test for whether your inner life is rightly ordered. And it, you, can see, you see, when, when we let our hearts go unchecked, particularly over a long period of time, we begin to assume roles that are not ours. We take on things that, that aren't ours to carry. Um, if our inner lives are managed poorly, then we tend to respond by, by taking things on that, that aren't our responsibility. Well, we begin to trust in our own strength. Uh, see if this resonates. If you've ever thought or felt or, or kind of determined to deal with things this way. And when a storm comes, I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to grit my teeth and get through this. I, I don't need anybody else to do it for me. I'm going to come up with a plan. Uh, I'm going to work through this storm because I've been taught that nobody, nobody's going to do it for me. I've got to do it myself. And so, so you shift in, into this role where, where a lot of times you withdraw from others, um, if not physically, then, then emotionally, um, and you begin to depend on your own strength, your own power, um, and, and your own courage to make it through whatever storm you may be facing. Uh, and yet God, God whispers ever so quietly into your heart, I want to be the source of your strength in the midst of this storm. I will carry the heavy stuff. Uh, Bonnie shared this passage a couple weeks ago. I think it's very pertinent again. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke fits perfectly. And the burden I give you 
his light. When we are faced with overwhelming burdens, I believe the scriptures teach us that God wants to do the heavy lifting. You were never created to do the heavy lifting. You were never meant to be the strong one. The strength that sees you through the storms of life comes from the source of all strength. He wants to be your strength for you. He wants to do the heavy lifting in your life. He wants to strengthen your heart on your behalf. God God says, you do what you're responsible for and let me do the big stuff. So if if you are feeling overwhelmed, and I I feel overwhelmed too uh, at times, Uh, everybody does. When you are feeling overwhelmed, know that that isn't from God. It's very possible that when you are overwhelmed to the point of paralysis at times, it's very possible that you are assuming a role that isn't yours, that you are in his spot. Now, what does starting to change that look like practically? Let me give you just a couple of examples. Uh, Some of you are married. Well, in your marriage, you're supposed to to go all out to let your spouse know that that he or she is loved by the way that you treat them, the way that you seek to understand them, the way that you care for them. And and that's your responsibility. Uh, There's no getting off the hook for that. That, that's, That's your responsibility to love and care for your spouse. But you cannot become overwhelmed with trying to control his or her response to your efforts of love. Uh, or his or her feelings about you, or his or her feelings about life. That's not your responsibility. You can't carry that. That's not yours. Uh, Regarding your career and finances, it's your responsibility to to work hard, to earn all you can, to to save what you can, and and to be generous, making sure to give back to God that, that portion that belongs to him already. But it isn't your job to provide for your own blessing. That's God's job. Just be faithful to be, do your part and let God bring the promotion or, or the raise or, or whatever, just providing for your life. Let God do that part. You know, work with integrity and diligence. That's your job. Uh, some people I've found will, will, will try to do it themselves. Will, will uh, seek to, you know, even undermine coworkers take shortcuts, become self-promoters in order to be seen or to uh, make those things happen for yourself, to, to make more money, that that's not your job. Just be faithful with the role and the resources that God has already entrusted to you. Uh, some of you are parents. Uh, well, it's your job to love your kids, to provide for them, uh, to keep them safe and secure. And, and I tell you what, here's part of the job that sometimes we neglect. It, it's our job to disciple them as best we can to know and to follow Jesus. That's our job. But, but you, as a parent, you are not responsible for the decisions that they make with their lives. That's their responsibility. It's their responsibility to invite God to walk with them through the the life choices that that you have helped to prepare them for. 
It's your job to love them, provide for them, disciple them while they're under your roof, but it is not your job to control them and shape them into the person that you want them to be. That, that's, that's on them and, and, and God with them. That's not on you. It, it, there are many more ways that this applies, but just a recognition of what is yours and what is God's and what is beyond you is so important. Just think, if you've if you got those three areas right, how much anxiety would be released as you learn to let go and to trust God by trusting God and, and letting him carry the burden that you have been bearing. That can make all the difference in the world to let God be your strength. So do a heart check. Ask yourself some of the hard questions. Who, who are you relying on for strength in living? Who, who is your stronghold? Who carries the, the bulk of your burdens? If the answer to any of those questions is not Jesus, then, then you might be in the wrong seat. You might be in the wrong role. God wants to work in your heart to do it, advanced preparation for the storms to come and provide strength for the storms that you are facing right now. That's what God wants for you and me. You know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, um, my thoughts often turn to Jesus. And I, and I think about the time when it seemed like he was most overwhelmed and the weight of the world that he was bearing on his shoulders. And I think especially of the night, uh, the night that uh, before his crucifixion when he felt the stress of what was to come. And he cried out to God in prayer in the garden of Gethsemane. And scripture records that, that Jesus said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. In fact, the Bible says that he prayed so hard he began to, to, to sweat blood. He was under excruciating stress. And at the same time, those who he was leaning on his community, they, they kind of let him down. Uh, all they could think about was sleeping. Um, at the time. They weren't there for him. He, he, Jesus in those moments was so alone, he felt. And, and yet he turned to the source of his strength. He cried out to his heavenly father, Father, please take this cup from me, but not my will. Rather, yours be done. Jesus didn't want to suffer the horrible death. And in the midst of his agonizing prayer, uh, scripture records the most fascinating and I think can be the most encouraging verse for any of us who may be overwhelmed in a moment. As Jesus was praying, Luke chapter 22 records this, that an angel of heaven appeared to him and, and, and what did it do? Gave him strength. In the midst of the most overwhelming circumstances in Jesus' life, he cried to help from the source of his strength, and an angel of heaven appeared and gave him strength. That kind of strength is available to you and me as well. When, when you are feeling overwhelmed, when you feel like you're facing a superior opponent, trust in the God who wants to carry your burden and we'll give, he will give you the strength to face the storms of life. With God's strength, you will not be rendered powerless. 
Rather, you will stand with a power that is not your own, but is a gift from God. You know, this Sunday is the first Sunday of uh, the season of Lent. And uh, it's the time of year when the church historically has uh, kind of embraced an attitude of humility and repentance by turning from ourselves and, and turning towards God. Uh, and, and so in this holy meal that we're about to celebrate, we'll do just that. And it is my prayer that in doing so, that you will receive um, strength for whatever storm you may be going through. Jesus took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Every time you get together, eat it and remember me. After the meal, he took a cup and after giving thanks to God for it, he gave it to his followers and he said, this is my blood which is shed for you. When you get together, drink it and remember me. Let's pray together. Well, God Almighty, we turn to you as the source of our strength and we pray that your spirit would come and meet us here now. Maybe in the form of an angel from heaven who would appear and give us strength. Lord, would you pour yourself out, your spirit out on these gifts of juice and bread. Make them become for us powerful symbols and a reminder that we are never alone, that you are with us, that you walk with us as our source of strength. Lord, make us one with you, one with each other, and one in ministry throughout the world until we come together again and feast at Jesus' heavenly banquet table when he returns. All honor and glory are yours, almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, both now and forever. Amen.